0: hello 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 welcome to us occupying your brain space for the next hour i always feel like such a creep when i do the intros i'm like hello i'm in your brain let me settle in (laughs) it's just weird but hi fam anyway so we're with lisa zarotny who you are going to enjoy and if you don't you have no sense of humor and i feel sorry for you (laughs) that's not my problem that is your problem um she is funny smart actionable. Oh, good. Just good at what she does. So Lisa is a productivity expert. She's going to help you get your shit done, which I know a lot of you struggle with. Sometimes your girl included, you know what I mean? Hi, welcome.
1: Hi, it is my pleasure to be here. And yeah, I mean, come on, let's get a sense of humor and have some fun here because right? otherwise what's the point?
0: What do people with no sense of humor do? <laughs>
1: like, oh man, I really drag don't know us down. This- I don't
0: know. <laughs> I really don't know how they live their life. Like sometimes mm. I meet people with no sense of humor and I'm like, oh, how's right.
1: it working out for you?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Dude. Like, I don't know how they function, honestly.
1: Uh, when you were describing the, you know, okay, if you don't have a sense of humor, that's on you. Yeah, that's and I'm immediately you. thinking that's a you problem.
0: <laughs> that's not me. I'm funny. Although maybe some people don't think I'm funny, but then I'm also like, you have bad taste. So I don't know what to do with that either. You see, I think
1: I'm funny and that's all that matters. So my husband rolls his eyes. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't pulled muscles in his eye sockets, but, but he's like, yep, that's Lisa. And I'm like, yep. Yeah.
0: Funny <laughs> and pretty. I tell everyone God gave with two hands. Like God gave with both hands with this one.
1: I know it was highly <laughs> unfair, but what are you going to do? I'm just glad to be around you.
0: I have a podcast so more people can enjoy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How are you, dude? So, so for you guys that don't know, I interviewed on Lisa's podcast. Mm-hmm. It was on the Instagram. If you must to go find it. Um, and now Lisa is on mine, and we love it. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here, continuing the conversation yeah. because we had so much fun. It was this beautiful okay. blend of Amanda's amaze balls, tough love on you know get it together, and because self care is within your grasp, so grab right. it grab it and go. And it's amazing. I'm getting phenomenal response to it. Uh, just loving it. And, and I'm loving being able to continue this conversation, but then, you know, mm. spin it to the productivity side. Of things. Yes, ma'am. So, so
0: set us up. How did you get into what you do?
1: Mm. Yeah, um I lived the overwhelm. I lived the the survival mode and yeah. I did it as a caregiver for my mom with my two kiddos. Well actually I was pregnant with my son and then my daughter. So I went through two pregnancies. Um an infant and a toddler and a mom with Alzheimer's. Wow. And man, and I don't like weighing down the conversation but you know, you got to sometimes mm-hmm. because it's a real dark serious time and it was yes. Tough, but what it did do was set me forth into the world with these huge life lessons. The the big ones, like don't sweat the small stuff, and oh my gosh, how much of it is really small stuff when you stop to think about it? Right. Um, It was also about can we just not keep adding stuff all the time? One of the biggest aha moments I had when when all was said and done, when she had passed on, I didn't have to care for her. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, do I get a job? What do I do? What do I do? It was the, what do I do? What do I add back in? And I was like, no, wait, wait, I got to clear a path. I have to, I have to take a minute. I have to step back. I have to check in with me. And I'm so grateful for that inner voice that told me that because Mm -hmm. it's our instinct and you see it everywhere. Yep. You see it with empty drawers and empty closets and empty spaces and empty spots in the calendar, empty, empty, empty. People think it's like, I have to fill that.
0: Right. Right. It's like, no,
1: actually, you know what that is? That's a breathing room. It's potential. It's space to to decide and intentionally place something that's going to be really amazing don't rush to fill it that was like that big takeaway and mm-hmm. i i just zoomed into being a professional organizer because that was the obvious tangible way to do it right help people right. declutter help them organize their space you know what it's like you clean out a space you clean the kitchen you clean out a closet and you're like mm-hmm. hey you know you just you feel so totally different yeah so
0: in my work i'll tell you um I will help people work through trauma, and they'll fill it with drama. Ooh, because their brain—that's you know, their clutter. Yeah, yeah, right. Their brain is used to having a certain level of stimulation. Because trauma yes. makes you hypervigilant, it makes you heavy, it makes you worried, it makes you all these things, and so they'll fill it. They'll like just find shit to worry about, and they're like, "My neighbors," blah blah blah, and I'm like, "Bro, ignore your neighbors. Like, what are you doing? Stop doing that." Or like, "My friend is doing," and I'm like, "No one cares. Stop doing that." So. Yeah. People will like heal their trauma. And then it is, it's actually, um, I've actually never talked about this, but it, it does happen. It is a discipline to not then fill it with drama. Yes. Just have peace and to keep
1: it. It's the same thing with the discipline of, of decluttering and, Mm. and saying, okay, I'm going to, you know, keep this drawer only half filled, or I'm going to keep that space in the corner, you Mm -hmm. know, Empty. It's, it's a discipline to say that's not a bad thing. I don't need the protection of that clutter. And that's really been my fascination this whole time. And I, the first time I walked into someone's home and I started helping them with the physical stuff, I was like, Oh, it's not even the physical stuff. It's Mm -hmm. head and heart. That's what it is. So that was what I was fascinated by. And I very quickly moved. I mean, I did a lot of professional organizing on site, Mm -hmm. but I moved very quickly to, I call it productivity coaching because that seemed like the good overarching way to describe what we're trying to do. But Mm -hmm. I help people declutter their minds constantly. Yep. And it's the yep. same thing you, you want to fill it. So that's a really good point. I'm making a, a big old note of that. We got to <laughs> chat about that on Insta sometime yeah. about the, the trauma healing. Yep. And then you're like, great, we've healed it. We've opened up that space and they immediately yep. want to fill it. It's it's that's okay. a constant. And
0: I'm, yeah. and I'm sure you saw it in your organizing where people were like, I need to do so. Okay. So I'm going to go on a rant for about five seconds. People will do where I need to declutter my space and then they'll declutter their space. They'll see the empty space. They'll fill back up, right? Because they never got to the root of the problem. Bingo. I also see people do it with things like the gym. Oh, gym is my therapy. The gym is not fucking therapy. Stop doing it. It can be a stress release. It can be a buffer. It can be self-care. It can be many things, but it will not help you get to the root of your problems, which is what Thank actual you. therapy is, which is what actual coaching should do right? So if you just give people tips and say, Oh, time blocking, but we never Mm. figure out why someone is uncomfortable with stillness, why someone never has clarity, then we're not do, we're putting a bandaid on a bullet wound, but there's also an alien crawling out of the bullet wound. So then you're just putting a bandaid on it. You're like, no, no alien. And you're like playing whack-a-mole with an alien. And it's like, this is not, this is, this is not going to work. We had to like rip the alien out and then actually close the wound. That ended up in a weird analogy, but it's fine. Yeah,
1: but you have the best analogies. <laughs> just, just going to put that out there. I mean, no so number one, up. all the yeses. Number one and number two. This is exactly why I am a productivity coach the way that I am, and I'm constantly having a conversation where I'm like, no, we're not going to talk about calendars and planners mm-hmm. and platforms and things like that yet we yes. will get there. Eventually. They, have their place.
0: Right.
1: they absolutely sure. have their place, but not yet. It's the productivity mindset first. It's understanding where you come from, what your values are, what trauma and grief that is unresolved that you're dealing with. Cause I don't care how good how a habit you system need? you have. Right. I don't care how well, you know, yeah. you have set up click up or, you know, how good a habit system you have. Right. If matter. there's something missing there that you haven't done that foundational work, right? it's it's not going to happen.
0: Right. And people get lost in, uh, they get lost in the organizing, right? So they'll have like yeah. planning paralysis and then they're like, oh, I can't get anything done because I, I don't know what to do, but they never admit they don't know what to do. They're just like, I have so many things to do. And it's such a discipline to do. Like when you and I were talking about this and you said less, less, but more less, yeah. oh, less, but better. And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> exciting. Yeah. yeah. So that is do do less a discipline.
1: Right. And, and that's the thing I thought about, like originally productivity, this idea of productivity, you go back to the industrial age, right. They're trying to get workers to work more, right. So sure. that they can have more, you know, things that they're creating mm-hmm. in the factory. So it's like, okay, you have these hours to make how many, Products. Okay. You want to get more out of it. I mean, that was the whole concept. Right. But we're in an information age now. We are in a completely different era where we need yeah. to start thinking of productivity as quality. To me, it's about doing the right thing at the right time, the right way for you. It's about making space for oh what God. matters.
0: Talk dirty to me.
1: Right. babies Right.
0: And you know, I think people people don't think about how much stimulus we take in. Um, So I'll put this in terms of like, this is going to be a weird connection, but I'll put it in terms of autism or sensory processing disorders, right? So a lot of people will be like, oh, vaccines cause autism. And it's like, "Mm -hmm. no, at me, vaccine, people like, stop it. One of the things that I think is an interesting correlation is how busy life is, how we have electricity now, how things are busier, things are louder. There's so much more stimulus yes. than there was, you know, even 30 years ago, but think about a hundred years ago. So what happens is that people exist in a state of overwhelm. So no wonder people don't have clarity. And when you have access to so much information, you can do so many things. And so the point about autism is like there's a higher case of autism for a number of reasons, right? We, we call it autism. It has a name now. We have a diagnosis for it. But part of it is because in an environment where people are more still, where people slow down, where people can specialize, where people tended to work one job for a long time, they spent more time outside, life was just mm-hmm. slower, then those quirks aren't really a problem. So human beings have sped up so exponentially in the last like 30 years that everyone is so overwhelmed. Everyone's confused. And then you see these people, like I can connect to people. You, I would never have connected to you if the internet didn't exist. The downside of that is now I connect to people who are like, I made a million dollars in six months. I I, blah, blah, blah. Like we're now we compare and we say, well, how did they do? I have to do everything that they do. And we're not clear. We don't know why are we doing these things? Why do I even want those things? Do I want to make a million dollars in six months? I don't know. What's the cost? Maybe. Thank you. I feel like I got a little off on a tangent there. I don't know where I'm going, but that's where I I ended up. (laughs) But you know Sorry, what? Listeners. You have so
1: beautifully <laughs> described everything that we're going through, and it ties back. So, uh, what we're Thank doing you. right now is we're talking about similar concepts, but you and I are just having it's different languaging, right? Okay, yeah. because it's like I, I'm coming from the the productivity side and the the clutter side, and people, <laughs> you're productivity coach, but you're talking about clutter constantly. I'm like, because it's everywhere, it's and everywhere. You don't always realize it. Yes, it's the stuff in the laundry basket that you didn't put away, ask me how I know, but it's also, it's also the, the, the shoulds and the Mm to-dos and the constant chatter in our minds, because we are afraid of the stillness or to be alone with our thoughts. It's the information overload you're talking Mm -hmm. about where it's like, you want to be an entrepreneur, let me give you a bajillion freaking ways to do it. <laughs> uh, and, right. and yes, it's wonderful for a researcher like me. I'm like, Ooh, data, right. Data, right. Yay. But you have to have, it goes back to discipline, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to build that discipline to be like, but that's not for me, but that's yeah. not for me. So I talk in in clutter terms, constantly information overload Mm -hmm. and um, emotional and and physical. It's so many different kinds of clutter that really, and this is Peter Walsh's quote, that it's not just the stuff on the floor, but what uh, gets in between you and the life you want to be living. Right. That's clutter. Okay. So let me, I want to make sure I have it right. Okay. Clutter isn't just the stuff on the floor, but it's anything that, Gets, I I think I'm paraphrasing it. It's okay. it's in between you and the life you want to be living. What is blocking you from the life you want to be living? That is clutter. So if you have a huge like collection of guitars because that's your thing, and you have them organized and you play them all, and you're in bands and you love it and thrive, that's not clutter, people. Oh yeah. Right. So it's very, I think. It tends to be easy for everyone to be like, oh, that's clutter. That isn't. I'm like, yeah, no.
0: Well, so so I follow Rameet Sadie. Do you know who that is? Yes. Oh my God. I love him. I recommend him all the time. People listen, Ramit Sadie, we are obsessed. Also, if you know him personally, I want to be his friend. Um, So introduce your girl. Um, So he talks a lot about how people shouldn't really understand your rich life because it should be so personal to you. And I would counter that. Well, I would, I would follow that too. like your productivity, your life, your business, your, the way that you do your job, right? Obviously every job has like formats or things that you have to do, but the way that you do that and the way that you structure it, it shouldn't make sense to me because it's yours. Your house should not necessarily make sense to me. Exactly. Because it's your house. The way that your things are set up should not make sense to me. They should not be perfectly aligned with me because i 'm not the one living in your house,
1: yeah, everything about you, you know your idiosyncrasies, your preferences, your tendencies, everything that your coping mechanisms, everything that has built you to be the you that you are, you need systems mm-hmm. that are going to function best for you, and that 's my chief complaint <laughs> Love yeah uh, that is my yeah. chief complaint about. All of the system, the organizing systems out there, the productivity systems, you know, the, the planners, hey, this is going to organize you. I'm like, no, containers don't organize you. Containers contain things. And in, in your you. plan, right, your planners and your platforms, they're only going to be as good as your process. The reason why Marie Kondo worked for so many people is because she gave everyone that, that it worked for a very simple filter. To use in their life, and I—that's the word that I use for filtering. You fill it in, right? And so, for some, it was like that structure made sense. It hit Mm -hmm. home. It was simple. It was easy to do, and it worked for them. The people who came to me who were like, "Well, I tried it. It kind of worked, but mostly, Mm -hmm. I'm like, my—I don't know. These jean shorts don't spark joy. I'm so confused. You know? Yeah. And I was like, that's because we are complex beings. There are more filters than just sparking joy. She, she got the, she got the point across, Mm -hmm. but we need to understand so much more about how we live and other functional things like going back to our, you know, our hierarchy of needs. And sometimes you have to keep things that don't spark joy because you don't have the money to go buy something else that might spark joy more. And then it gives you an opportunity to think, well, Maybe it wasn't sparking joy in the first place, but I was just comparing to everybody else. And I thought I needed that. It gives you a chance to step back again and do that foundational work and create Mm -hmm. your own filters for what belongs and what doesn't in your life.
0: So it sounds like the biggest factor that makes people successful in being effective Mm. because you're right. You don't want to just produce a lot if it's not high quality or if it's not the right things. Yeah. Then is knowing yourself. Like, if you don't have knowledge of self, how do you even know what to do, what you want to do, where you're going, what's going to work for you? Like, so knowledge of self is really the base of all those things. And I'll tell you something I run into a lot. People use busy as a cover up for being cut off from their life and from themselves. The amount of people I have had to give a list of emotions to because they quite literally are that cut off. They can't even name emotions except for anger. Anger always gets through. Yeah. The only one that does when you're that cut off is honestly surprised me. Like, I would say, how do you feel about that? And they're like, I literally don't know. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, you need a list of emotions. But if you're that cut off, if you're that busy, if you are avoiding stillness, there's a reason for that. You don't know how to be with yourself because you don't like yourself because you don't know yourself. Like you cannot even do any, like, no wonder you're not getting anything done.
1: Yeah, because you don't oh. know yourself at all. So my first podcast episode was on, you know, the deeper purpose of productivity and that our number one productivity tool is self-awareness. Yes. Hello, right there. Boom. So you just yes. said it. So thank
0: you, by the way, right. um, I'm not paying <laughs> her.
1: I'll give you a check later No Venmo. Um, so <laughs> it, that's it. Because you have to know yourself, and this concept of of clutter, uh, one of the things that you know over time, working with so many people, seeing the connection, yeah. I'm probably a, a productivity coach that talks about trauma way more than than any other you'll find. It matters. It, it matters. It's so interconnected, and and everything that you're talking about, I'm I'm loving these connections that we're making. But it's like, you know, oh, there's just there's so much to figure out and to, to think about and to understand, because when you know how you work best Mm -hmm. and then you understand that distinction between busy versus productive, Mm -hmm. I don't mind the hustle. And I think in this non-hustle culture, it it gets a little extreme. Everyone's like way mellow. I'm like, no, we can be excited. I'm like freaking stoked to be here. And I'm like, my energy is like, woo. Yeah. And and you, you have launches and you have things you want to create mm-hmm. and do. You need to be able to hustle, but it needs to be in a healthy sprinting kind of way.
0: And in a way you- that
1: moves the needle. It, yes. You gotta move and, the- and, and feels right for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel that push, just like the idea that stress isn't all bad. We talk about stress, like it's yes. this horrible thing, but you need some stress right. in order to push forward. But that thing about the busy, That is, is a form of clutter and it's a form of protection from something you don't want to deal with. And physical clutter can be that too. Think about it. If you have social anxiety and you have a, a, I don't want to, it doesn't have to be hoarders, but Mm -hmm. it could be just a really cluttered place that doesn't exactly uh, promote hospitality.
0: Mm. Isn't that convenient? My house is messy. Right. I'm too busy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, protection. So I've been in a space of, um, so I do like a word of the year. Uh, Mm -hmm. so 2022 for me was space. So because 2021 was busy cluttered, it was way, it was just so it was too much. And I'm one of those people that like, I love what I do. And if no one is paying attention, I will literally work myself to death. Like, because I love what I do. And so it has been very, very hard. So I read Essentialism by Greg yep. McEwen.
1: McEwen. McEwen. And that is the less but better uh, phrase, by the way.
0: Yeah. Life-changing. Thank you, yeah. Greg. Um, so it has actually been like, putting that into practice this year has been so hard. Has been so hard. Yeah. It's been difficult. I can, I,
1: I can totally see that. Uh, <laughs> the uh, The word of the year thing, I've been doing that for ages as well. And Nothing. my word of the year oh. is Fit. Fit fit. And yeah, think about all the different angles you can come. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's health, but it's also intentionality is, is this right? Does this belong? Because I want to take what I preach to the next level for me, because one of the things I love to do is connect and collaborate and help other people and lift other people up. And, and if you're new at something, I want to, you know, support you, Mm -hmm. but I have a lot going on. Things are growing and I need to be very intentional about where my energy is flowing. Yeah. So I have to think about it. And (laughs) I, I love, right. I love that I'm invited to be on many podcasts, but the fit has to be right.
0: Right. And that pays off in spades. Right. So like, you know, one of the things that I do, I live on a farm and I work on the farm. I see clients on the farm this is what I like to do. I do it because it's true and authentic to me. And how are your horses, by the way? Oh my God. They're so good. They're fat babies. I actually need to give them it. a bale of hay. So they're complaining currently, but. So that you, you know, can
1: sit and watch and listen to them eat, right? It's literally
0: my dream in life is to sit and listen to them eat. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm sorry to distract, but I just no, remembered it's that. Fine. It's I wanted so to ask, relaxing. So. And we actually yeah. have, that's funny that you asked. So we have, uh, we just have 14 baby goats born mm-hmm. and they are. So cool. And they are nightmares. And I was just watching them. I was talking to my dad this morning and we were just watching the babies. And I was just like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever done was buy a farm because it forces me to slow down, to watch them, to pay attention. Like animals are always, you know, they don't give a shit about anything.
1: They're uh, always
0: in the moment, so you get to, so you know, watch them, and you have this long eye line, and you're outside a lot, and uh, so the so the eating thing. So we have a goat named Peggy, who is an escape artist. I should have named her Houdini. And she was like eating today and she was eating so loud. (laughs) And I was like, Peggy, can you calm down, bro? (laughs) And she was just like, (laughs) and I was like, what are you doing? But it was just like to notice, like, that's, that's one of the beautiful things about stillness. Right. And that's one of the beautiful things about creating an intentional life is I can say no to a lot of things. Well, I can say no to a lot of things anyway, but the point is like because I have this bigger yes because I want to spend time on the farm because I am not ever going to work in an office again in my life if I can help it and I can't help it because I'm the boss <laughs> like I don't have to work for anyone ever again. Um, mm. th- those are things that I know are hard yeses. I if I can help if I don't want to I'm not doing it. I don't want to work for someone else. I don't want to work in an office. I want to be home with my animals. I want to use them to help people. I want to work with certain people. I want a certain schedule. Like when we're very clear on who we are, what we want and what we're willing to do to get it and what the consequences are for not doing it because everything has a cost. Then it's so easy to say no to things that are not in alignment with that. And I love that you take that space with productivity because it really is alignment. But if people Mm -hmm. don't know themselves, they don't know what's in alignment. And that obviously doesn't work. So then you're saying yes to everything because you're afraid of missing out because you're afraid of the opportunities passing by. So I wonder, this is a lot of things and I could talk to you about this forever. (laughs) Um, I wonder if you weave in or if you see a lot of clients who say yes because they're afraid of missing out on things or because they're afraid the opportunity won't come back around. And if you do a lot of work with clients, on saying like, if it's the right opportunity and it's just the wrong timing, it'll come to you again.
1: Absolutely. And I also see with a lot of clients that fear of, is not just fear of missing out, but fear of forgetting. That's where a lot of this cluttering comes in. We're like, Ah. I got to do it now. I got to sign up for it now because I'll forget about it. And that's, that's where we can come into, okay, first of all, is this a right now thing? Because it might be a not right now. And that's okay too, because it doesn't mean a no or a no forever, or it's never ever going to come back and it's (laughs) gone. And that's also dramatic. I know. Right. I'm like, whoo, Okay. Dramatic little gremlins. (laughs) Granted, I know it's important in the moment, but um, yeah, it's asking why it's important. And then, and then you have to say, even if it's important and you'd love it, it might still be a not right now because you don't have the bandwidth for it. So then we set up. Oh, that's hard to admit though. (laughs) I know, I know. So we do work through that, but you know, that's where you also say, you, you, you talk about the consequences, what, what you were just saying about the cost of something, the cost of saying yes, the cost of saying no, when you say yes to one thing. Hi, Kitty. Yes. When you say yes to one thing, you yes. say no to other things. And my, my question is always like, and are you saying no to yourself in some way? Yes. When you say yes to that thing, you've got to ask that question. Yeah. But the not right now thing can very easily be handled by setting yourself a reminder, setting Mm -hmm. up systems that say, let's revisit this. By looking at some of the frequency, I think Courses and, and workshops and things like that are a great example that we see as entrepreneurs. We're yeah. constantly flooded with these things. And I'm like, <laughs> have you tracked it? Because I've seen that come out every single year. Every right. Black Friday, there's going to be a sale there. Yeah. I mean, it's President's Day, it's National Pizza Day. Somebody's going to have a sale, <laughs> it's going to happen. So, yeah. you know, and even if you purchase something right now because you think there's never going to be a better opportunity. Sure. If you were to wait, you may be in a better place to actually maximize the value of that thing. Sure. It's not always about the cost or the timing then. And that actually goes into a concept called sunk cost fallacy that I talk a lot about with clutter. Right. But it's not explain just explain what it is, not just the clutter in your closet, but mm-hmm. it can be the clutter of your time spent. And that's where you feel that you need to get the value back of whatever it is that you've purchased. I put all this time into learning ClickUp. Mm. I have to use it.
0: Into this relationship, into this job. Exactly. God, I see that all the time.
1: Not Mm. being willing to let it go. Yeah. But imagine the freedom, you know, because when I would say you're holding on so tight, Mm. then your hand isn't open to receive the better thing that's coming to you. I literally
0: said that yesterday. (laughs) She literally said that yesterday to a client. Prinzies. Call it white knuckling.
1: I'm like, yes. you're white
0: knuckling this thing. That one, if you just release your grip is going to be so much easier for you, right? You don't have to hold onto things so tightly, period. Yeah. Two, you're right. If your hands are closed because you can't let this thing go, you are literally not in receiving mode. And so part of productivity, and you're right, is doing the right thing at the right time and not continuing to do the wrong thing just because you've spent a lot of time on it
1: exactly and yeah, I mean you I love see that. that in so many ways oh my god uh, yeah it's just
0: it's for me most cast- often relationships
1: okay yeah and that People would make like, sense but I've too. been with
0: them for three years and I'm like and you've hated them for three this sucks <laughs> stop <Right>. doing
1: it <laughs> And you want to talk about value, you know, that's it's the whole, like, is it a win or a learn, you know, well, there's a lot yeah. to be learned, you know, sometimes it's okay. I learned what I didn't want.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> or, I, I talk a lot about that when I talk about, again, relationships. So yeah. when I have, um, when I have clients who are ending an abusive relationship, yeah. I actually have them write a thank you letter to their partner. Obviously not when it first happens, because there's things that we have to process in order to do that. But I have them right. write a thank you letter to their partner. Um, their ex-partner. And I said, even if all you write is thank you for teaching me what I deserve and that I will never, ever go through this again. I said, that's an extremely valuable lesson. That's extremely valuable. And so I think thinking about things that you don't want to give up in terms of like, and I just had this conversation with a client yesterday. They're like, well, you know, I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. And I said, what is it going to cost you to stay? And they. People don't think, cause we don't want to admit what the consequences of our choices are, mm-hmm. but if we look at productive as what does it cost me to do this thing versus not do this thing? If the cost of not doing a thing is, Oh, I have more space to do the things I want to do, or I have space to just fricking exist because I think people forget like where creativity and energy comes from. Like we're not machines. We have yes. to rest. like we have to chill we're mammals like cats and dogs sleep a lot for a reason we're also mammals we gotta rest more like we were made to lounge and we just don't lounge enough but that comes from being i don't know what's the word picky
1: yeah, I don't know. It comes from being, know. having this need to be busy constantly. Mm-hmm. And it, I call it the busy badge of honor, right? Because <laughs> that is what society's constantly like, how are you busy? I, no, I I didn't ask that. That's not, not a feeling,
0: but okay. <laughs> but
1: yeah, but uh, okay. So why, and why is that a good thing for you? Or why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. Are you saying that because you are identifying with uh, your value equals what you're doing, right? And how much Ooh. you're doing
0: oh my God, you are good.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Right. Everything so, you're
1: saying. Yeah. Well then what happens when you can't do that thing, you know, then question. Where, what do you see happen? Yeah. yeah. How, how does that work? So we we really have to step back from all that. There's just so much going on and where's the time for reflection. Uh, a lot of times in, in mm. productivity, I, I talk so much about white space or, or resting space. What I mean is okay. In art, right. Uh, or you have white space in design, you have negative space, they call it, uh, or in, um, when you're working out, you have rest days that are imperative for muscle growth Mm -hmm. and healing, right? Well, the healing comes from you're tearing the muscle, then you're healing it and you're growing. But we don't think of that in terms of the yeah. doing, 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 we don't right. think of the value of the rest, but another thing too, reflection, how many times have you been like, I'm taking this course, I'm learning all these things. I'm taking all these notes. Go mm-hmm. ahead and tell me how many times you look back at those notes. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I like, feel don't out. me that. I know. So I, seen, I have a I document. Of,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I have a document that I call coaching called Nuggies and because I'm in coaching right now in business coaching, I go through it, but- like Chicky Nuggies, right? Chicky Nuggies. Yeah. Um, but I don't yeah. go through it as often as I'd like. So I actually made a plan after um, this coaching period ends. I think it ends in March to take like three to six months to just go through and apply everything I've learned. Cause when you're in a learning phase, you're doing some application, but it's not, <laughs> it's obviously not the same. So you just called me out. <laughs> Not as often as I want to is the answer to that question.
1: (laughs) And, you know, it's asking the questions and it's being curious. So Mm -hmm. we're not bringing the judgment
0: Oh yeah, it's fine. Me too, girl. Right? Yeah. Toast,
1: right? Hello. Yeah. Uh, And the same, I constantly say, ask me how I know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Then they're done that. I have a (laughs) t-shirt. So it's okay because now you're saying, okay, well then what do I do? How do I, you know, tweak my approach. And, Mm -hmm. and again, from the productivity and scheduling standpoint, you know, you learn things like uh, right after you attend a session. I know for me, right after coaching session is when I go over my notes, I do send action items to my clients Mm -hmm. and I, I make note of what's going on immediately. Because that is when yeah. it's freshest. So that's the thing you could do with a course, for example, or, or, or mastermind or whatever you're attending is you take, you just add 10 minutes on to whatever you scheduled right after to them. take a look at, to do a brain dump, yeah. to take a look at your notes and maybe identify three action items. They don't have to be done now you don't have to be in action mode, but you have them there mm. summarized, ready to go for the future. When you go I back.
0: Do you find that a lot of people start their journey in productivity, like start their self-growth journey in productivity, or do they typically come to you after already having been involved in personal development?
1: It's a big mix actually, because I love when people come to me and they've worked on the personal development, Mm -hmm. but I do think that productivity can be like a great starting place because it is so tangible. We're like, I'm not, I'm not productive. I'm not getting stuff done. What's going on with me? What's wrong with me? And I'm able to say, yeah, nothing. And, um, I've actually met with people who have then.
0: Brittany, your person is here. Okay, thank you.
1: Sorry. Go ahead. Don't worry. I've actually met with people who are like, I'm, I'm having, I'm struggling with productivity. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. And I have said, I would love to help you, but I'm not in a position right now. The place you need to be is therapy. You need to go see a therapist.
0: Love that. You know, that's something I find a lot of coaches will not do. Like they'll just take them on and it causes harm. It does. Like it causes harm. It's not, there are different levels that people and people can do both. Right. So sometimes I get the question on like, Oh, like I have a therapist and I also have a coach. Like, yes, 100%. Absolutely. But if you just have a coach and you need a therapist, that's where it gets really sticky.
1: I agree. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. But yeah, people can have both, but I, I just love that because productivity like has its place, right? You have to do a certain amount of work before you can even apply what you need. And it does take a certain amount of awareness to have awareness. Like that is a practice, So if people are like, damn, Lisa knows what's up, which like should be everyone (laughs) listening to this in the world. Everyone in the world should know. Um, I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. We love that. Where do people start if they're like, yeah, like, oh my God, I, you know what? I'm busy and I wear it as a badge of honor. And, um, I would like to do less, but better. I would like to figure out really what my, what I even want, like, where do people start?
1: Okay. So or a couple, couple different ways. And again, some of this is going to be like, Hmm, I, I got to figure out myself. Like, are you a podcast listener? Are you a book reader? Sure. But I have resources. Okay. First of all, the positively living podcast. There are yes. a lot of really simple episodes. Thank you. Uh, including one amazing one with Amanda. So uh-huh. if you know, you're taking <laughs> a walk, you're going for a drive, you pop that on, get into the conversation with yeah. us, start thinking in those terms. I have a free resources library just packed full of all kinds of cool stuff. So personality tests, that's super fun. Do that. Like Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, uh, the big five. I actually use those prior to a session because I get a few, um, you know, hints as to Mm. where your tendencies are going to be and it it helps me recommend the right kind of habit or the mm. right kind of way to, to tweak your yeah. work week or whatever it happens yes. to be. Because I know if you're a rebel or if you're an obliger, or if you tend to be extremely extroverted, mm. you're going to respond to different motivators sure. and, and different things. So you can do that yourself to start with those. I mean, you know, I don't know if the, the, I will take any personality quiz out there. What kind of potato <laughs> chip are you? I mean, it doesn't matter. I love that. <laughs> I love <laughs> right learning about ourselves. I would it was totally. so fun. I would probably be like, I don't know, sour cream and onion, but um, you know, you could start there. I have a list of those. I also have a couple of worksheets in the free resources library, core values one, but you can find quizzes online. Right. Okay. Uh, There's a joy list one that I absolutely love, love, love. It's set of prompts asks you questions about what lights you up and what energizes you and what you lose track of time doing all to help you answer uh, the question, what is self-care for me really? Mm. So I
0: think even that one takes a certain amount of awareness because a lot of people will say, I don't, I don't, nothing, nothing brings me joy. I lose time on TikTok. And I'm like, that is not the answer we're looking for. Like, yeah, that's where you lose it now, trying to distract yourself from your life. But like, where do you want it to
1: be? Right. Well, there are a few questions in there that are going to help dig a little deeper about times in your life, you know, where you've. It's not like, yeah, like you said, lose, lose track on TikTok, no right. problem, but <laughs> it's it's digging a little deeper into, yeah. okay, where were times maybe when you felt mm-hmm. proud or you felt most creative oh, or I things like that. that. So when you start asking those questions, that's, that's really what it is, is start mm-hmm. asking these questions. You can walk away today. You don't have to go to a website or a book or anything yeah. and just start saying, what? Yeah. What, what kind of person am I, you know, do I, mm-hmm. I, you can even start with that whole introvert extrovert thing. You're like, do right. I like that quiet focus time? Or do I like to be out in the ruckus and, yeah. and co- collaborating and, and conversing? I'm sure you can't guess what I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, you know, are you just, an extrovert? Yeah, what? You, you are. are so intuitive. It's like magical like, like I'm a therapist. kind of powers. Mm-hmm. What mean, do you yes, think I obviously. am? Now yes. I'm curious. Actually, I could. I would almost pull Ann Beaver out of my. Mm, yeah. You know, because you you Fair. show up in different ways, but Fair. uh, yeah, but I mean, if I had, to, if you made me pick one, I'd go for extra. Yeah, you're people up that think
0: way. that, but it's. Is it people are very draining? Yeah, yeah, I need a lot of downtime.
1: Oh, okay, so. Yeah. That is the distinction that I haven't seen, but now it makes sense that that's you're the distinction about I made. The... Like
0: people energize you or they drain you. Okay. That's the well, hmm. that's the clearest one that I have found. Cause I love people, but they take a yeah. lot of energy.
1: Okay. Me. And that, yeah. yeah. And it makes sense now that you talk about being mm-hmm. on the farm or, or and you know, Girl. just needing that quiet time. So that is your recharge. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, that the the places that you can start, you could grab a book that inspires you, but really just take a, that's the easiest step is like, take a personality Mm -hmm. quiz, start to think about what it is that makes you tick. That's what I would say.
0: I love that. And I love that you take the stance of like making it work for you. Cause I think a lot of people will implement hacks, tips, systems, processes, not really understanding that like they're completely counterintuitive. So like for example, in my business, I use a method called profit first. Mm-hmm. Love profit first. But if I had to keep like a strict budget and spreadsheets and that 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 like I would quite literally rather eat sand. I would just I would just eat sand instead of doing it. Like there's no way that, that would work for me. Um Or like, I know that like, I'm not going to clean my house. Like, I just don't want to deep clean my house ever in my life. Literally ever I hate it. So I hire someone like, so I found a system that works for me. I hire someone, her name is Sam. She comes twice a week. We love her. Like, so I clean, not like, you know, I mean, like I live on a farm, but it's clean. (laughs) But like, I found a system that works for me, which was to hire that out. So I think too, like once we know ourselves, we can know. So like Ramit also talks about things like money dials, right? So like convenience, um, traveling food, things like that. Like once we know ourselves, we can also say like, okay, where do I actually want to invest a lot of my time and energy and money and attention? And what do I not really care about? So that way we're not doing things that we don't care about, which is also more productive.
1: Right. And, and, you know, you're going back to alignment here, right? This idea mm-hmm. that doing things that you don't really care about, that don't matter to you, that mm-hmm. don't match your values. Yeah. I promise you, you won't show up properly for oh, it. No. it will and be it's so extra- draining. Thank you. I was just about mm-hmm. to use that word. It's so energy draining. Mm-hmm. And my philosophy on time management I know we talk about time management. I still use it because people like to use that phrase, but really it's not time management. We have the time that we're dealing with. How are we managing us? It's self-management, priority management, and energy management. Mm -hmm. And you think about it, like right now I am in, you know, a time of like what I call my post COVID time. And I feel a different kind of energy drain. I need to be compassionate to that. I need to be responsive yeah. to that. I need to be selective. And if I may also add to this conversation mm-hmm. that I'm loving so much is that you We're talking about being productive and efficient mm-hmm. and choosing and being selective. And may I just say, every single time you have choices in front of you, don't ask the question, how can I get it done? Ask the question, how can it get done? Or does it even need to get done?
0: Yes. Right. Don't organize what you don't intend to keep. Right. Thank you. I love that. Yes. Don't organize what you don't intend to keep that.
1: Yeah. That's a waste of energy. We waste so much.
0: Oh my God. Just, it's also connected. And like, I've never heard someone talk about productivity from the stance of like self-care and the life that you love. And it's, I think there's honestly no better work. So I get the question a lot where people are like, what's my purpose? What am I doing here? Nothing brings me joy. And I'm like, you're cut off from your emotions. You can't feel anything, which means you can't feel joy. Like we allow it all or we allow nothing except anger. Again, anger is always the one that gets through. Um, But I'm like, it's because you don't allow yourself to be sad because you don't allow yourself to be still because you're too busy. Stop it. And it's all. This is also related and I just love everything. And now I forgot where we were going with that. Oh, but I love this. we're back. Um, I love that you take the stance of like, all of this is the whole point of doing anything, especially this kind of work is to build a life that you like, like, that's, that's it. That's the point. Yeah, That's the point. Enjoy your life. Make it work for you like that simple. And it's that hard (laughs) because it's hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're not getting out of this life with extra bonus points because you increase the level of difficulty. Okay.
0: Or because you are a martyr.
1: Yeah. It's not an Olympic round here. Okay. You know, um, denying yourself doesn't make you a better caregiver. Uh, Mm. yeah, let's, let's design a life that you don't don't want to escape from.
0: Oh my Wait. God. Yes. The amount of people that I have that are like, I just want to move away. And I'm like, bro, you're still going like, it's going to be the same problems. <laughs> like it's you taking them with you, <laughs> not your environment. <laughs> I mean, you know, it can be partly environment, but right. I like this higher level work is, just, and obviously people are struggling. Like they're not in the space where, right. If you, if you are in survival mode, if you are like healing from trauma, like you're just not there yet, but you can get yeah. there. Um, but it's, so rewarding. And I wonder if you see this, and this is something I talk to a lot of coaches about because Mm -hmm. it's a, um, trend that I see with people. Once they start doing things that are right and authentic and true for them, opportunities fall into their laps that they have been closed off from for so long. And it's simply because like they're taking ownership and control of their choices in their life. And I wonder if that's something that you see too when you work with clients.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think Isn't there's crazy? So, so much going on. And I think it's, uh well, okay. So now I have to start talking about like, you know, mm-hmm. gratitude and vision boards and all kinds of fun stuff like that. And, and can we talk about the reticular activating system, please? <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. So the RAS there, you know, again, because I love the filters. I love this idea that we're Mm -hmm. filtering constantly and our brain is constantly filtering for us. And when we're closed off, when we're hurting, we're not looking for those opportunities. We're not innovating. We're not creating, like you said, you know, we're not in that space. So as soon as we start to do some of that work, we're like, oh, oh, that was a healing moment. I feel it. (laughs) We're opening up to these possibilities Mm -hmm. and, and you're right. Then it feels like these opportunities are just like dropping in your lap. yeah. And it's, it's wonderful to see. I love seeing that because Mm -hmm. even, okay, last night client (laughs) came on the call, tech wasn't working, was just running from another like appointment Mm -hmm. and brought that energy in. And it turns out our entire conversation was how her transfer of energy and how her inability to recover from a certain kind of energetic state was actually what was causing her lack of productivity oh. moving forward. That's, that's it's what worked. that was. Okay. Right. So, and I saw it happening and I was like, okay, so before we even start high, but before we even start talking, we're going to do a breathing exercise. Yeah. Cause we're just going to get shift energy. Yeah. That's and, awesome. and so we did that and she actually did it multiple times because it was a lot Sometimes going she on. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> right. Uh, you got to put that on repeat. And then she was like, oh, and I said, you, you can't be properly focused mm-hmm. if you're frenetic. You're running. right? Yeah. And we, we carry that in. And so, and I see this, you know, again, from a productivity standpoint, mm-hmm. from a, a calendar standpoint, we're running that busy yeah. thing again, from one thing to the next, thing to the next, there's no transition, there's right. no buffer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You it. know, that's my advice. Like, my, one piece of advice is look at your calendar and start adding buffer. Like, start adding, also you know, t-
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Love you. <Mean> right. it. <laughs> Wait, I may be working with you. Hello. <laughs> Probably made it. Yes. Yeah, yes. create a buffer. Like, so I tell clients and I see this and I wonder if you see it and if you've made the connection, but I suspect you have, cause you are good at what you do. Um, I have a lot of people who can't sleep because their mm-hmm. mind won't stop. And I say, when throughout your day, do you have no stimulation? Do you have stillness? And they say, well, when my head hits the pillow and I'm like, no shit, <laughs> that's the problem. You're not finding pockets of stillness throughout your day to decompress. The little gnomes in your brain can't filter through anything because you're going, 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 going. And the only time that you are still is when your head hits the pillow. And so your brain's like, well, good. Now it's time to decompress, but it'll take whatever amount of time it takes. And people are like, I don't know why I can't sleep. And I'm like, I don't know. Close your eyes while you poop and let your brain filter stuff. <laughs> That's what I tell them. I say, Clo- don't take your phone in the bathroom. I know mm-hmm. you got to poop. Close your eyes while you poop and let your brain decompress. And it it is such a simple thing where I'd say, just find pockets of stillness. It doesn't have to be 10, 15 minutes. You don't have to meditate. Just shut everything down and let your brain process without any stimulation or with very limited stimulation. I say, TikTok is too much. TV is too much. Podcast yep. is too much. Yeah and just sit. And then they're like, Oh my God. And I'm like, I know (laughs) you need more stillness.
1: It's so true. One of the challenges I do for myself. And I recommend if you have a short ride, like a Mm -hmm. 10 minute, let's say, so it's not, not too much to ask, but it, it will be a challenge at first that you're hopping in the car. Yes, you are driving a motor vehicle, but at this point, it's you know habitual enough it's pretty second that, nature, that, yeah you know that I th- I think it's acceptable and and in that time, no radio, no podcast, mm-hmm. no call somebody on the phone, yeah, drive, take yeah. in the scenery, just be yeah, but yeah Love yeah that. to your to your point though, it's the constant, constant stimuli, and mm-hmm. you're not getting the stuff out of your head, and you're bringing the worries with you again, it's that that mm-hmm. same that same energy so
0: you can't breathe
1: ooh, ooh.
0: i love this Ugh. now i yeah. know we have only got a few minutes left okay. where do people find you and if you were going to leave people with one thing if they have amnesia and they forget everything we talk about what do you want people to remember but first how do they find you
1: okay first positivelyproductive.com has you know all the the, the directions right you can also hop at your on a plat podcast platform right now. That's easy for me to say. So hop on over to Positively Living as well. And if you want to have fun and you're on Instagram, I have ridiculous reels and I just have a lot of fun over there. Those are and because it is stress management and it is calling out the craziness. And, and that's the thing too, is that it's your choice here in all of this. But mm-hmm. my favorite place to leave people with is less about, oh, this is the thing you need to do to be productive. And this is what, you know, it, it's yes, action is important, but I want you to remember this, that you are allowed to be a work in progress and a masterpiece simultaneously. Sophia Bush. And I love that quote because it reminds you in this moment, you're listening to us right now. And you're, you're like, yeah, I want to, I want to make changes and I want to course correct. Mm -hmm. And I want to make tweaks and I want to do things better. And, and I want to improve great, but you're also amazing. So it's that celebratory, it's that gratitude for yourself Mm -hmm. and where you are and what you're doing at every single moment. So strive for more, but celebrate where you're at too.
0: And that is such a powerful energy shift when people can do that because yeah. it's not so heavy. Yeah. My God. It's so not like you feel like so you, heavy.
1: Yeah. Like you're constantly, I have to do better. I'm not good at that. I'm so sorry. What? Stop apologizing for, right. for being you. Existing. You're amazing. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it is. It's very common for us to do that or, or just like, I'm not changing at all. I'm a rebel. Okay. 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 Let me know how that works out. Yeah. For you. Thank you. I was literally thinking those exact
0: words. <laughs> so I say it. So I'm not a hand holder by nature.
1: Understood. Yes. Yeah. What?
0: No. I'm sorry. If anyone has talked to me, it's very clear that I am yeah. not a hand holder by nature. So I just tell people to suffer. Like yeah. that's your choice. Like you get when you're ready to not suffer, come talk to me or Lisa or yes. somebody. Talk to. <laughs> it Doesn't even have to be me. I don't particularly care if you work with me or not. If I'm not your person. Live your dream, find someone else. But I'm like, literally suffer. Like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to the fire department on Monday, and I think they're gonna be a little resistant to like bring me on. And I'm just gonna be like, okay, well then your people are gonna suffer. Like that's stupid. Don't do that. I'm gonna be a little bit nicer about it. But I'm like, (laughs) suffer. That's the gist of it. (laughs) That's your choice. And you know what? You have that right. We just don't recommend it. Like you can continue to be cluttered and busy and overwhelmed, and
1: but why? Well, and that's the thing too, is that a lot of people will try the DIY route with the productivity and, and sometimes it works and that's fine. I'm like, if that's what you need to do, to do your due diligence, to buy those courses, to try those things, to try the platforms, to figure out what works and what doesn't, Mm -hmm. to do the trial and error. But when you are, you know, in this never ending cycle of, well, I've tried it, but it's still not right. Right. You're it. I'm here. Yeah. I think people
0: have to suffer enough to be ready to really do the transformational work. And like, until then, like, I'm not going anywhere, you know, like you're not going anywhere. You'll be here. Other people are ready. And when they're ready, it'll be the right time anyway. So yeah, totally. I love that. Tell us one more time how to find you. So people remember.
1: All right. Positivelyproductive.com, the positively living podcast and any, any player that you play podcasts on and on Instagram, positively underscore Lisa, come have fun with me.
0: Right. You are. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much, dude. Like
1: (laughs) seriously. Thank you. This has been my pleasure and oh my gosh. Wow. What wonderful parallels today that we've, we've brought to, to, it just shows you, I
0: keep saying it all the time.
1: It's all connected
0: It 100%. Like we'll have to do more on other things, but yeah, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> a T-Rex. this is beautiful. Okay. Fam go get some self-awareness and then filter everything with, will this work for me? That's a good question. Love that question. Okay. Lisa, love you. You're fabulous. Right back at you.